Welcome back to the HMA Interview Podcast. We're excited to have the first ever NCAA All-American for Franklin Marshall, Rick Durso, join us today for the 50th interview. Before we roll the episode, let me fill you in on the latest at HMA Wrestling. First and foremost, we have just published our first ever merchandise order, and it is live on our site at hmawrestling.com slash shop. That's hmawrestling.com slash shop. Purchasing our compound sportswear gear is the best way to support HMA to keep on producing content. All right, enough from me. Let's turn it over to Rick Durso. All right, welcome back to the Home at Advantage interview podcast today. I'm Sam Herring. Jude Swisher is joined by me <laughs> with Rick Durso. Rick, how's it going today? It's good, guys. How are you doing? I'm so doing good, fantastic. Man. Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for taking time out of your super dang busy schedule. And like, <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, hey, we just want to say congratulations on your performance from this past weekend on the, the NLWC Rockfin card against Malik Amin. You looked yes. incredible, man. You looked so yeah, good. Not bad for my first time back, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. How long has it been? See, I graduated in 2016 in college. Haven't really. This is my first kind of freestyle like uh, training I've done in my career of wrestling in the past, you know, 20 some years, 25 years or whatever. So, uh, no, 22. But uh, I've done. Let's see, I've done two tournaments since I graduated. I did one in 17 and 19, just kind of for the hell of it. I, I coach at Malvern, so I was telling the kids I wanted to get back into it. So it was kind of more for them. But, uh, but yeah, this is pretty much my first big, really big thing back. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, and, and how did it feel being at back out there on the mat? Like, um, uh, sorry, there we go. Um, it actually, it felt great. Um, you know, there's nothing like kind of being out there, just one on one, kind of zone out. Like my co- college coach used to say, like tunnel vision. You see nothing outside of your peripherals, just whatever's in front of you. And uh, you know, I wish I could give you like, you know, this is how it felt. But honestly, I kind of blacked out out there. I don't remember a single thing. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it feels good. You getting in that zone again. Yeah. What about uh, what about making weight? Was that at all an issue? This has got to be your first time making weight in like what a year, right? I mean, that was probably the low, uh, probably more than I'd say four years. Like I wasn't really cutting weight for those tournaments I did, but this was uh, that was the lowest I've weighed since I graduated college, for sure. But even oh still, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I'm at my heaviest right now. I'm walking around around one seventy one ish. So the weight class was one sixty one and a half. Mm. Or 1.8, so uh, 8, 9 pounds. wasn't too bad. I mean, no, not bad I'm losing like 6 pounds in like an hour, hour and a half workout at practice. So that's, that's not too bad. Not too mm. big. No, not it's better than, better than making 141, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rick, where are you right now? Right now, I'm just in my bedroom. I'm in Philly, Philadelphia, PA. I live down here. I uh, grew up outside in the suburbs of Philly, but I've been living down here the past two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because just, we just, uh, had our, had our, today's our off day with the PRTC. So got a lift in, got a bike ride, a little active recovery. And now I just got the rest of the day to the chill. Not too much going on with my other, my work. So nice. So now I have more time to do podcasts and things like that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so Rick, um, where, when did you start wrestling? What, what brought you to this sport? So I started when I was five years old. I was in kindergarten. Um, not I hated it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in the beginning days, I, uh, my, my dad, you know, he, I was, he was like playing football. I did a lot of sports, baseball, you know, uh, played some hockey, uh, but my dad and I was five years old. He was like, Oh, we want to try out wrestling. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? 
I went in there. I was five years old. I uh, I cried my first practice. Came off the mat. He made threw me back in there. Uh, made me keep going. And then, um, you know, I, I stuck with it. I grew up doing pretty much every sport you could think of. You know, uh, every single one. Every single one. Every season, I had at least one or two sports going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, but once I, you know, I, once I got to high school, you know, football was always my favorite, but. I was a late bloomer, so uh, size was a big factor when in like other sports like football. Once you start getting older, right? Uh, after freshman year of high school, we went. On, I decided to just stick with just wrestling, and uh, you know, obviously that's brought me to where I am here today. There's a lot, a lot more in the middle there. I'm sure we'll get we'll get to cover here, but I'll leave it off there if you guys want to. And, and why did you decide wrestling? Like what? Like why specifically wrestling? Like you said, you did all these other sports. Why did you settle in on wrestling? On wrestling. So, um, I definitely excelled the most with wrestling growing up. Uh, it was a wrestling, as you guys know, it's a sport where size, it doesn't really matter because every, you know, you have your different weight classes. Uh, so size is not a factor in that at all. Whereas, you know, football was, that was my other favorite sport I wanted to continue with. But, you know, going into high school as a freshman, you know, I was 14 years old. I was five foot flat, 103 pounds. That wasn't going to cut it anymore, so I stuck with wrestling, and uh, you know it turned out to be the right decision for me. I'm glad mm. I did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, when you first started wrestling, um, or maybe throughout at, at any point in your career, did you have a conscious moment or sometime that you remember just thinking, "Man, I really love this sport." That time when it clicked, when you really decided you loved it. Really clicked. Um, yeah, like I'd say, you know, I told you guys, like, originally I hated it, and I didn't, I didn't want to continue with it, but my dad was, he was always on me, you know, if you if you quit, quit wrestling, you're playing basketball, you're doing something in the world. Right. I was like, all right, well, so I'm sticking with wrestling, I'm way too short for basketball. So, uh, once I got to high school, it all kind of, like, it all kind of took a turn. Um, you know, it turned, it's more of, like, I guess more of just, like, a sport like, well, when you're growing up, it's more of like, I guess, you know, you're just going there. It's like a recreational type thing. At least for me, I wasn't doing a lot of off-season stuff. Once I got to high school and it really like started clicking more, like, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be around like a team that's back and working hard. Everyone's working for the same goal. You know, I had a great coach growing up. Uh, he's actually still the coach there at Malvern now. I went to Malvern for high school yeah. and I Malvern as well. Um, and, you know, it all really just took a turn in high school. Like I said, uh, where I started just enjoying it more, you know, uh, we had like a more team camaraderie, you know, we were just having a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, that's kind of, this is what once I got, and then, um, let's see. <clears throat> so, you know, so when I got to high school, it was 2007, 2008, we had a uh, we had a team of like seven or eight guys, so we you know we were a pretty good tournament team. We had some solid kids. Rick, why did you decide on Malvern? Um, okay, yeah, let's start there. Um, so I was more of a you know I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I mean, get eighth grade, who who knows where they want to go to school? Really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, so the coach at Malvern actually, I had uh, known him since I was like I was friends with his little sister. He was my coach from when I was sixth grade and on. So he was the coach of Malvern. So he really was trying to pull me in to come there. And then I, I did a visit there. I was, some of my other friends visited and like, mm-hmm. we all loved it. And it just, it was like, I just, it was an like instant fit for me, you know, just like that. 
And, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for, like, wouldn't change it for another thing. I wouldn't go to another school if I had to redo it at all. I really enjoy it. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. So in your time at Malvern, in your time before then, did you wrestle in many big tournaments um, on the on this national scene? Before Malvern, you said? Anytime during Malvern at Malvern. Uh, Obviously, yeah. I'm sure w at, while you're at Malvern, that schedule is pretty dang tough. I'm sure you, you yeah, had some pretty good so, tournaments. Uh, yeah, so obviously Malvern is one of the big one of the big dogs now. But when I got there, I was kind of like the kind of like the first class that kind of started the progression to where they're at now. Like I said, we had seven or eight guys. We didn't have the the depth like the depth at all that we have now. We didn't have the toughness of schedule. You know, we didn't go to Beast of the East until my junior year, I believe. Mm. So, uh, but um, yeah, obviously we did prep nationals and all that, but. So we made a preps beast. I honestly, I only made it to the round of 12 twice, the two years that we did it. So I wasn't like your, your standout guy in high school at all by any means. Um, so I guess to further that whole thing, when did things click? Uh, once I got to college, it's kind of more so when the ball got really rolling for me. You know, puberty, as you guys are going through it now, <laughs> it's, it's a big it's a big thing. And, you know, your, your body's changing, you're getting stronger, you're developing. The whole, uh, the whole puberty thing didn't really start happening for me until I was getting to college. And that's when, you know, the whole, a whole other level for me opened up. Um, you know, I really noticed, started noticing differences in my wrestling once I got to college. But, um, you know, like I was a solid, solid, good high school wrestler. Uh, uh, dude, you had like, what, like a hundred, I have it right here, 169 wins. Yeah. That's yeah. more, that's more than a, just a solid high school wrestler. That's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had a lot of matches. I mean, we'd get like 50 a year in cause you know, right. if we had a public schools, I think they're limited to how many they can wrestle a year, but private, we were able to do a lot more like as far as tournaments go. Yeah. You see kids now they like, um, who was it? There's this dude at, um, who has like 200 high school wins or 250 high school wins. It's like yeah. ridiculous. That's so many. Plus, it's I mean, he's a, he's a New York kid. In New York, they can wrestle high school like seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. Right, grade. right. So, yeah. So even uh, even in PA, you can too actually. Malvern. So we have the middle school there, and they can compete for the high school for like certain matches. But um, I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't start my. Like, I didn't go to the middle school there, so I wasn't able to do that. Mine was just in the four years. But yeah, some guys like you're saying, they have the two extra years. They get a right. lot of matches. Crazy. Mm, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you had, I mean, you were three time prep runner up, right? Um, so you're oh, national prep right. all American. Uh, I took, let's see, didn't place my freshman year, my sophomore year, I took seventh, um, junior year, eighth, senior year, fourth. Hmm. Um, so like I said, you know, decent, not like I wasn't in the top tier at all there, but you know, there were guys that. I had there are guys that I lost to in high school and then ended up like pinning in college. Like I took yeah. big, I took some big leaps and bounds after I graduated high school and kind of went on to the next level. As you're going through, you know, this youth and middle school circuit, at what point did you know that you wanted to compete Division One? Honestly, probably not until like my junior year of high school. Like mm. for someone, you know, wrestling is a very tightly knit community. Everyone knows everything except for me like yeah I, is that i did it my entire life i didn't follow it at all to this day i probably 
I still don't follow it as much as I should. Like, I don't I go out there and I compete. Like, I'm a competitor. I like to go out there and wrestle. But, like, I don't, you know, I don't much as as much, like, wrestling knowledge as a lot of people as far as, like, you know, who this person is, who this person is, which sometimes a lot of people, like, get psyched out when they see a big name they're going up against. You know, I have a story I give give you guys to kind of look, try to explain this. So my freshman year of college, we were at the, when the Lock Haven opens, um, you know, my first match, I have this guy for Michigan. So I asked one of the seniors on my team, I'm like, yeah, you know who this guy is that I have? He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him wrestle before. He's like, nothing special. Didn't surprise me at all. I was like, all right. So I go out there, a lot of confidence. Like, I'm going to tune this guy up. Come off the mat. It's, it's like eight to three. I'm like, what the fuck? So like, what's going on here? So it's eight to three. I try to go for like a last second throw. It doesn't work out. I come off the mat all pissed off, slam the mat. And I was like, dude, who was that guy? He's like, yeah, I didn't want to let you know before, but that's Kellen Russell. He's like, he's a national. Oh, oh my gosh, Kellen Russell. <laughs> I was like, why the hell did you tell him he's a nobody? He's like, I <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like to explain how much I don't follow it. That's kind of that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my word! That's that's actually hilarious. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the more embarrassing stories that I had. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about talk about uh, the decision. You know, so at junior year, mm-hmm. uh, you want to you decide you want to wrestle. You know, in college, right? Um, was Division two, II, Division three in your mind, or was it just D one? No, um, that was ever an option for me. Uh, you know, I always wanted to go. I wanted to go to the highest level. Like I knew what I was capable of doing. I know I had a lot more, a lot more, uh, I had a lot, like a lot higher to go. Like I had a lot more uh, work to it. I wasn't at the top level yet, but I knew I could be. And like, I knew what I was capable of doing. Hmm. So, and then um, what brought you to, what brought you to Franklin Marshall? Right. So, uh, my, the school I wanted to go to was University of Maryland, Maryland there. I was talking to coach Kerry McCoy. He, you know, I got into the school. I was like, you know, it was great. I'm going to go here. My dad was kind of pushing more. For a smaller school for me, and like I said, Nate Water, the uh, the coach at Malvern, who actually got me to go to Malvern, went to Franklin and Marshall. Um, so he was in that as well. Uh, coach Mike Rogers had just started coaching there; it was his first year when, with my recruiting class. And uh, you know, I met him at a Malvern camp over the summer, and I was like, I really like this guy. You know, I'll I'll take a little visit. So I went up there. Like I liked what he was doing with the program. He was really turning it around, changing the culture up there. And, uh, you know, I was glad to be one of the front runners of it and be a part of that. Hmm. But yeah, more of the, more of the coaching side is kind of what brought me to there. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the illustrative, like being that first of the class to, you know, like really break through and, and turn yeah. the program around. That's very. That's, yeah. So I ended up being his, uh, as head coach, I always had been his first thing and only now first all, all American. So, you know, me and him, we really had a, we had a little tight bond there. You know, he really worked with me a lot, uh, one-on-one, you know, so I had a great coach. He showed me a lot of things. He kind of gave me a good foundation to wrestle off of. I was more of an orthodox type style wrestler, like very funky, relied on like weird scrambling situations. And he kind of gave me some good fundamentals and made me a little more technically sound, which, you know, is good to, you know, is good to have that part of the wrestling in your yeah. Would you say that was the biggest transition for you? That like technical, um, the, you know, f- getting those fundamentals sound, uh, was yeah. that the biggest transition between high school and college for you? Oh yeah. 100%. Um, that's, that was definitely a big part, you know, re- instead of relying on, 
you know, if someone gets on a shot, relying on like rolls and getting into like some funks as far or like, you know, stuff in the head, getting your hips back, just those little things. That's those little minute details uh, with wrestling are kind of, kind of will, will bring you the furthest, like the small mm. thing, um, you know, bringing your tail leg up, you know, getting your hips under you. Just, it's just those little things that you, that your coaches preach and preach and preach. You know, that's, that's what actually will get you the furthest, not the big, big flashy moves and all that, that. And then just the only the mindset, mental toughness, not conceding and giving up, you know, uh, easy points ever. If someone's going to score on you, you better make him good for how to get it. And, you know, being mentally tough, that's, I think, the, another big thing that kind of you have to push through to to get to the next level in college. As a, so you're a coach now, right, at, at Malvern Prep, correct? Yep. So I'm a coach, and I guess now I'm PRTC wrestler as well, part-time. Right. <laughs> well, so as a coach, how do you um, how do you help a kid out who sh- has those mental struggles? How do, you, how do you give them that mental edge, that mental toughness? Right. So, you know, a lot of it, a lot of that part you can't really teach. A lot of that is, um, you know, it's just kind of like in un- your own like inner kind of battle you have to go through. Um, you know, you can help them out a lot. You know, you can help them out as much as you can with, you know, talking to them after a match or you know, if they're feeling down. You know, getting in their head a little bit. But it's really, um, you know, it's really just push like pushing them, giving, making them go through a hard practice. You know, don't don't let them quit. If they're feeling tired, you know, pick them back up, push them a little more. Like if we're doing conditioning after practice, you know, if there's someone I want to pick on for the day, I'll get get next to them and I'll, you know, I'll do sprints with them. Or like if there's something slow down, I'll put my hand on their back and I'll like make them run with run at my pace. Hmm. Kind of making that, you know, make making that like kind of click in their head. Like this is what I got to do. I got to push through my tiredness, and that's kind of where you know your mental toughness comes in, in my opinion. Hmm. Yep. So is there anything different that you wish you had done or gone through differently in your recruiting process? Recruiting process uh, with college? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, like I said, I only, I only kind of looked at those two schools. Or no, I looked at it a little bit more, but I wish I looked into depth a little more um, at a little more schools. You know, I did some like overnights. I never stayed over at any of the schools. Um, so I definitely would have, you know, looked, looked at my options a little more than I did stayed overnight, gotten to know the teams a little better, but, um, you know, I, I made a good decision at the end of the day. Like I, I enjoyed where I went. I had a, you know, I had a good, um, I had a good like path laid out for me there with Roger, with coach Rogers and, you know, what he had in mind for me, but yeah, so definitely, you know, if you guys are like for you guys, if you're thinking of looking into colleges, definitely don't, don't start too late. Number one. Um, and don't settle too soon, you know, no, don't settle somewhere where you don't feel 100% fit or 100% at home. Make sure you get, get up to these colleges, check them out, stay over if you need to get to know the guys. Cause those are going to be going to be your teammates for the next four years, you know? Mm. Right. You are dude. Oh, oh yeah. Five so, years, but. Yeah. Right. Sometimes <laughs> even six or seven, right. <laughs> now they give out those, uh, those medical red shirts, like hotcakes. Oh yeah. yeah dude. So, um, Rick, what, how was that first year of competition for you? And like, you know, you're making this transition of increasing mm-hmm. your, your, your fundamentals and, um, and again, like any mental, you know, mental things that you're struggling with. Um, but what was that first year of competition like for you? That first year, um, you know, it was definitely, it was definitely a big jump. Uh, you know, I went up another weight class. I wasn't cutting weight at all. I didn't start cutting weight until my, uh, after my, I'd say my second, my third year, second, third year of college. Um, but you know, just 
you got you're realizing that almost every match you're wrestling is you know a state semifinals a state finals match you know you're not you're not running into too many you know like too many scrubs you're just going to wipe the mat with now once you get to a certain level you know that will happen you're going to find yourself you know a lot more like outmatched or out like you're going to find yourself it's a little more a mismatch like you will walk over some kids but you gotta realize that uh I had to realize that, you know, a lot of these matches are going to be tough. They're going to, you're going to be grinding every single match back then before they had those regulations, I was wrestling up eight matches a day. So you just really have to, you have to be able to grind and just kind of go to like your, your like empty space in your mind where like all your, you know, you're not thinking about anything, everything's second nature. Um, that, and then, you know, just doing everything right, you know, getting to your weight class, right. You know, um, being smart about working out when you're working out, like what you're doing, what you're putting in your body. Um, it all plays a much different factor, you know, in college than in high school. Um, you know, it's just, an, you know, it's another level. It's a whole other beast once you get to the division one level. But, but yeah. Did you have any specific goals going into college? What, what were the plans that you had for your college career? What did that look like when you first got there? Yeah, so um, our, every year our coach would have us put a list of goals together. We have a list that we have three goals, and each goal would have sub-goals, like or sub-goals like goals below that, and how, and how we're going to achieve that goal. So, um, and, you know, these had to be, you know, you had to make them attainable and all that. But my first year, my, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it all, but my first year was just, uh, my, goal, my biggest goal was just to make the NCAAs. You know, I wanted to make it there. You know, obviously, obviously you want to place and all that, but as a, like, as a freshman, um, you know, I just wanted to at least get there. And, uh, you know, I, I did end up making it. I qualified. I uh, lost my first two matches, actually. They were pretty close matches. Um, you know, I lost four to three to Hunter Stever, and it was like five to four to someone else. Uh, but, yeah, so they were close. But, uh, you know, um, it's, yeah, no, it's very important just to make your goals and make sure they're attainable every year. Um, and then have some like benchmark points. Like, am I, am I on the track to make a goal? If not, how am I going to, um, you know, be off course here and get back on or get back on course and make it that goal. But yeah. And then we did that every year and each year, you know, my goal went higher and higher. Um, and I was able to attain those goals. So I was happy with how that turned out, but. Right. And, and what was your biggest jump that you made from your freshman year to your sophomore and, and eventually down the road? Yeah, so I would say it was um, the amount of time out of season that I spent training. So in high school, I didn't really do much training over the summer. You know, I, sh I went to the beach, just tried to be like a normal kid, like uh, enjoy myself. But um, in college, you know, we had some time set apart for actually training over the summer. And um, <clears throat> although I had, I had a decently successful freshman year, sophomore years were kind of where I made uh, – made my biggest jump. Um, you know, I started, I made a run at the NCAA tournament, made it to the quarterfinals. Uh, I was back against Hunter Seaver again, had him beat with 20 seconds left, gave up a questionable takedown on the edge. So, um, you know, I was right there. And like, I realized, you know, I'm right there with these, the, be the best guys in the country. Like, mm. I'm there as well. You know, I didn't see myself there before, but I was like, you know what? I know I'm there now. I've, I've been putting in the work. Um, and I think it was in the beginning of that season though. I had like a standout tournament where, you know, everything just kind of, everything kind of changed. I was like, I know I'm at this next level now. You know, I deserve to be out there with all these guys. Uh, yeah. But it all did started. You, 
setting your goals and, you know, putting in the work. Did you ever do any freestyle during the summers? No. Um, well, so summer of 2015, we did, uh, we did two freestyle tournaments. That was my, my last summer of college before my senior year, my fifth year. Um, yeah, we did two tournaments. We trained for like a month or so, but other than that, I've never done any freestyle. You know, this, uh, this right now is with, uh, the PR Pennsylvania RTC is my first freestyle train officially that I've ever done. Um, and you know, I definitely, it's definitely a little different, you know, the, the defending shots and all that parterre, yeah. still, still working on it. But the biggest, I'm sure you guys know if you've done it uh, freestyle at all, the biggest difference is how you defend shots and not like letting yourself roll over. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping your, Absolutely. your stomach level with the ground and not, not having your back get exposed at all. That was the biggest thing I had to, cause I, I liked doing, you know, some, a lot of rolls and stuff, but I realized quickly you cannot do that. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. So, so, uh, so your junior year, correct? You were an all American for Franklin and Marshall. Correct. Um, and this had been a goal, I mean, since your freshman year and, and oh, yeah. to make that podium. What was that like for you achieving that goal? Um, and yeah. And, and just the recourse that, that came from that. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I was, I, I took eight. I wanted to take a lot higher than that. So like that was my, you know, my goal was to be an all American, but your goal is obviously to be at the top of that podium. Right. Um, yeah. I was very close to being in the finals that year. I was in the quarters again. Um, lost another match. I was winning in the quarters by one. Gave up a crummy takedown at the end of the match with like 20 seconds left. Would have had somebody in the semis that I had actually beaten already earlier that year. So, uh, you know, and just knowing that you could have gotten a lot higher, you know, meeting that goal, but never being satisfied with it. So, you know, although that was my goal, you know, I was, you know, through, like through the moon happy. Like I was... I like nothing could have nothing could have rained on my parade at all after that. I was, you know, super just very happy and like uh, thrilled to be up there. But also, I was not, um, I was not uh, satisfied. You know, and you know, my goal for the next year is, you know, to be in the top so and so for like NCAA symbol. You know what I mean? So right, right. So once you get to a goal, then you got to set more goals that are higher than that. But yeah, to answer your question, like that was it was one of the. One of the greatest moments of my life, being able to get out there with the parade champions and all that, and be out on the mat. That's that's super special, man. And then and then talk about your your senior year, um, and, and what happened there. Yeah, so senior year, uh, I'm not gonna make any excuses. I definitely you know, should bet a little bit, um, but you know, I was, I had my redshirt year. I'd gone up to 149. Um, I started growing out of the 141 weight class once, you know, puberty and all that was setting in a, more, a little bit more. I was getting more guys. And, and I, uh, and that turned out to be not the right decision for me at all. Um, you know, my body was like shutting down. I was getting sick a lot. I couldn't like, couldn't hold the weight. Um, and it took me honestly the first two or three months of the season to kind of get acclimated back to that weight class. Like, you know, I was losing the guys that I should have been like teching. Um, it was, and it was just like a real hard thing for me to get over. Um, I ended up kind of turning back on a little bit towards the second half of the season. Um, you know, I, and I, I won, won our conferences, but 
once we got to NCAAs, I was, you know, I wasn't able to just wasn't able to compete at that weight class. You know, the first match of the day would be good, but by the second I'd be fried. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one of the you know another big thing that I have always been like been on since then is finding the the appropriate weight class for you because you know you could be the best wrestler in the world if you're cutting too much weight you know it's it's not gonna you know it's not gonna do well for you right. um, going up if i sh- like hindsight this is probably the, my, my biggest regret in my wrestling career was not going up the 149 that my last year i would have you know been a lot stronger would have competed a, lot more, a little more fiercely up there and uh but you know, it's something I learned from. It's something that, as a coach, I'll be able to kind of, uh, you know, you know, be a uh, be a little more on top of when with like having wrestlers that are trying yeah. to do. T- yep. So when did you make the transition to freestyle to to the um, Pan RTC, and what went into that decision to get there? This is actually a pretty funny story, man. I swear some of the guys were laughing about it uh, a few weeks ago. So I've been, once I graduated, you know, I was a little, uh, little, uh, you know, sucked out from all the weight. I was, you know, I'm done with it. I, no more. No more hey, I'm out of this. I always go back to the good of the coaching side. So I've been coaching at Malvern for, um, you know, this this will be my fifth year coming up. So four years, and you know, I was just. I always said I would. And once, uh, you know, the past year or two, I started really loving loving the coaching aspect of it. And then I started really wanting to get back into the competing side because I was like, I start, I'm starting to love the sport again. I'm not as burnt out anymore. I let my body rest. Um, so coming up at the end of this last uh, high school season in end of February, I was uh, talking to one of our other coaches. He was one of my teammates in college. Um, and we were like, yeah, let's, do, let's try and do a freestyle tour and after the season's over. And he was like, yeah, you should try last chance qualifiers. Might as well. And I was like, me not knowing anything about wrestling. I was like, what the hell, what the hell is that? Like, uh, it's the last chance to qualify for the Olympic trials. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess I'll try that. And, uh, oh, so backstep a little bit. Over the winter, I was out in Philly. I was with some friends who went. Got some, got some dinner and like a drink or so. And I ran into Joey McKenna and I was like, yo dude, what's going on? Like haven't seen you. We trained a little bit up at Lehigh a few years ago. Um, and I was like, what's up, man? How you doing? He's like, oh yeah, this is my first weekend in Philly. Like I just joined the RTC here. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like I've been actually wanting to get back in and train a little bit. And so we, we exchanged numbers, went on our way. So back now we'll go back to where I was a few months <laughs> down, down the road. I was like, dude, remember when we ran into McKenna at uh, out in Philly there? I'll, I'll hit him up. So I got into contact with him and Coach Slay. And uh, they were like, yeah, man, now come in. Let's see what you got. So I went in. We did a uh, – this was the end of February. Me and Joe, we just did a workout together with Slay, Coach Slay. Once that clock hit zero on the, on the uh, timer, I went straight to the bathroom and puked my, puked my guts out. <gasps> a little bit out of shape, but, um, you know <laughs> – at the next day, I didn't throw up. I almost did. And then the third day, I was back to, you know, I was good. So that was in February, March. And then, obviously, coronavirus hit. NCAA shut down. Um, we, uh, so we weren't able to train much until I started. So I got back to my training like three or four weeks ago. So um, that was kind of the whole story on that. It was kind of random, you know, running into him in the city. And then, you know, just figuring I'd give it a shot once the season ended and uh 
So, you know, I've been working pretty hard the last month. And, um, you know, I think it showed over this past weekend, you know, how far, you know, like I, I do definitely still have something to go out for, but that won't be my last uh, appearance. I'll be, so the senior nationals, the over 23 nationals out in Iowa, uh, October 10th and 11th, I believe, I'll be heading out there. So I'll be wrestling at 74 kilos, yep. 74, that's awesome, dude. And yeah. um, and how did you get in touch with the NLWC guys um, and, and get that whole, you know, just this past weekend, how did that all come about? Right, so that was uh, that was Coach Slay's doing. Um, Coach Brandon Slay, he uh, is the head coach for the PRTC. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's a great guy. He's got a lot of. He's got some good morals. He's a very good guy. He's got a great, uh, great mindset on everything and outlook on life. Um, but he, uh, he, so he texted me over Labor Day weekend. He was like, "Hey, man, just wanted to let you know." Um, may have gotten you a match for this uh, Rockfin event coming up that a couple of our guys are doing. I was like, great, just tell me what weight I got to make and I'll be there. So, um, and you know, so that was kind of, that was all his doing. He really got me, got me into that and just made me kind of just to see where I'm at with wrestling. And, you know, he actually just texted me <clears throat> earlier today and he said, hey, Coach Rain and I were talking, you know, after this weekend, really think you're ready. You want to bring you out to um, senior nationals with us. Oh. oh, yeah, so I'll be wearing the PRTC singlet again, heading out there with the, uh, with the team. So that's I'm pretty, fantastic. Pretty, I'm pretty pumped for that, yeah. Oh, man, and that's like right around the corner. That's only in oh, two weeks, right? Three weeks, four weeks, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. I know. It's oh, there. Man. Yeah, we'll, we'll be ready. That's we'll be awesome. Ready. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, um, and then so what, uh, what long-term goals do you have, not only – for your wrestling, but also, you know, for your life. Right. So, um, you know, wrestling, you know, I love to see how far I can take this. Um, work. I'm currently working on what exactly I want to do here. We're, like the whole team, he's, we sent out a thing last week about submitting some goals that we want and why we, why we want to do this. You know, obviously, if I went to here, I want to make a run for the trials. Just, you know, see how, see how good I can, see how like, high I can place, if I can place at all. Um. And, you know, it's just, like, it's, it's just something I love doing, you know, competing, training, just the grind. Uh, I missed it, and I really want to get back out there again. Um, and then with life, you know, I'll hopefully have a family eventually. Um, so I'm a medical sales rep. I do uh, one of our wrestling alumni from F&M got me into the industry. So I go in the OR for, like, hip and knee replacements and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that's my career. And then I guess the wrestling is more of my hobby right now, but I'm starting to make it a little more than that again. Um, but, you know, I definitely like to further my career a little bit more in there. I don't know if I'll stay with this forever or, you know, try to climb up my company and all. But, you know, I definitely like where I'm at right now. I'm able to <clears throat> have a flexible work schedule and I'm able to train full time as well. So at the moment, that's working for me and I'm enjoying that. Um, but, yeah. Super blessed, right? To be able to get to do basically the best of both worlds. Exactly. You got it, dude. <laughs> that's incredible, man. Um, couple last questions here. Like, what, how, how has the Penn RTC and specifically like the people there? Um, Cause I mean, we hear all the time, like Slay is a very profound Christian and, and a great role model for a lot of these guys. And then, you know, that you have uh, all sorts of, all sorts of athletes. Valamont. Yeah. Yeah. Valamont. Um, what sort of like, uh, what's it like there at the Penn RTC and, and how do you fit in with the teammates and, um, and just as, as a collective there, how, do, how does it work? Um, yeah, so great question. Um, 
there's it's there's definitely a uh, well it's definitely a motley crew that's for sure you know Chris, like <laughs> brown christian you know he's a great guy uh joe mckenna actually he actually is pretty uh, pretty up there too with his christian with his practices as christian he's pretty uh um you know same same with coach lay he's really um good guy with a great set of morals he's into his christian side as well um and then, you know does so dave mcfadden just joined in hilarious kid he's you know i could listen to him talk all day he's got stories and stories he's a storyteller yeah mm-hmm. and almont you know he's a great guy too you know it's just a, it's a and ethan lee's in there you know it's a it's just a great group of guys that are in there and everyone just kind of everybody's def, uh ben honus to join as well who else um you know, we have Mark Hall just joined. He hasn't moved to Philly yet. He's finishing up his up at Penn State. Uh, yeah, Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs and Mark Hall coming in around your weight. Very soon. And that's incredible, that's dude. Be you, so got exciting. A, you got a heck of a yeah. room there. We have a heck of a room there. We'll definitely all learn from each other. Jordan will be coming back this way after Olympics. I'll be there now. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely, like I say, it's a motley group of guys. Everyone is like, well, everyone's a little different, but, you know, it's everyone's it's everyone's pretty, like, just a normal group of guys. Everyone bounces off of very well. And, um, you know, we, we definitely click a lot. Uh, gotten very close with McKenna, McFadden, Honus. Um, you know, I hang out with them a lot. They've become very close friends of mine for the past month or so. And, you know, I'm definitely – grateful to be part of the uh part of this team i really love what they're doing there they're growing it a lot how, pl- um, how long do you plan to stay around philly oh this is my home area you know i've been here my whole life except for um, when i was out in lancaster for college but i'm definitely i plan staying around here for i don't know it could be forever i don't know could be at least the next few years though for sure nice my uh as long as i'm training i will 100 percent be here as well huh i don't plan on you know looking around anywhere else or trying to go with a team where I want to be 100% love these guys. And you're at Malvern right now too, right? I'm at Malvern now. So I'm helping out with them, with them there. So I don't have any plans of going anywhere else anytime soon, at least. How awesome is that program doing right now? They've got such a good youth program building up right now and their high schools just, just keep getting better. Yeah. So that, I think that program was just taking leaps and bounds as well. You know, hopefully the, the goal, our end goal is, to be fair, Blair, Wyoming Seminary, they're obviously on right. But we've got some guys who are up there with them. Um, and so, like, the yeah, the youth program come a long way as well. So I remember when I was growing up, it was Marple Club. It was a club in my hometown. And Nate, the head coach there now, Nate Lauder, when I high school transferred that youth pr- program over to Malvern Youth. And, you know, since then, he's been getting the top – kids in the area and they've, they've been more of a funnel for the high school so now you're what you're seeing is all of these top youth kids coming up through that program and they're getting into high school mm-hmm. so now we have a whole lineup we have like two three guys at each weight um you know they're just looking great they're training hard they're currently on like a tuesday thursday uh practice schedule um and then that'll hopefully increase i don't know what kind of the regulations are right now it's kind of a weird right. time yeah, but yeah, they're doing great. They're working hard. That's oh, special, yeah. dude. You're in a oh, yeah. you're in a really great situation right now, and um, oh, yeah. it's cool to see. Like, you know, you kind of take a hiatus the last couple of years, and yeah. now you're back, dude. You're back yeah. in business. So you had a, an excellent showing 
uh, this past weekend against Malik Heinzelman. No, excuse me. No. Not Heinzelman. I mean, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting all my M names mixed up. Yeah. Malik Amin. Right. With Ohio State. Yeah, you know, kind of benefited me. There's not much uh, film out there to watch or really scout on me. So I kind of came out like a dark horse, no one really knowing what I was, what was going to happen with me. My freestyle training is very limited. So kind of no one's really sure what was going to happen. But I think it definitely surprised some people. So that was nice. It was great. You got, I mean, you got him on the edge and you scored quick. And, uh, dude, fit, excellent finishes. It, it was super entertaining to watch. It was very cool to see. Yeah. Thank you. Um, man, so. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, Coach Slay could train. They were like, all right, so there's a chance you're going to have a lead in this match. What's what's going to be your, uh, you know, your your um, strategy to kind of slow the match? So I was like, I don't really know how to answer that because you know, my, <laughs> my strategy when I'm up is continue to attack and just stay on the offensive, and that's nice. really, my, really my defense. So that's the kind of match I like and I keep that pace, and I think I did that pretty well, so I was happy with myself for that. Who are your training partners right now? Um, I've been going a lot with Joe McKenna. We've been going a lot. So we've been, we go, we kind of beat the crap out of each other, the two of us. We uh, go back and forth a lot. Um, we've been training with uh, McFadden a lot as well, Valamont, and then we have a lot of the Drexel guys come in with us. So uh, we have a lot of their team is in as well so we uh we have a huge we have a big group of guys that we're really all working hard and bouncing off and learning from each other so it's going pretty well that's exciting dude yeah um man so so we're kind of towards the end of this interview um yeah right yeah if they also if there are any questions you guys would have specifically for me that i can help you out with anything let me know no hey you're the man dude we really appreciate you taking your time and coming on um, it's just another one of these these interview podcasts here at Home Man Advantage. We really appreciate you and all you do for the sport, you know, coaching and competing, and it's it's very cool to see and, you know, and being a good role model for, for kids, you know, kids like yeah. us. So, Yeah, man. No, anytime. Thank you for having me on here as well. Uh, Rick, is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um. Yeah, sure. Just one thing, you know, um, like we were to be talked about a little bit on this episode here, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't be afraid to set your goals and actually wake up, read them every day, make sure they're there. It doesn't have to be all about be, you know, what you want to accomplish for the day, month, for the year. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be wrestling. It can be just life. Um, that make sure, you know, you make sure you make sure you put everything you have into whatever you do. You know, you're going to, it's going to be five years from now and you're going to look back and say, you know what? I'd say, oh, you know, I wish I went out and ran that one day. I wish I hadn't gotten lifted or I did, did that extra workout with so-and-so. Um, just make sure you kind of have no regrets going, moving on through life. You know, it could be that girl you want to get out there and talk to. Like, yo, I wish I wish I went up to and introduced myself to that girl I thought was pretty cross. I don't give Sam yeah. any ideas. That's <laughs> 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 <Notes> over there. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's that's yeah. really fantastic, man. You know, you guys have my number if you ever need anything. You know, you know, send me a text if you got any questions. Let me know, dude. Absolutely, we really appreciate it. You're the man, Rick. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Home Mad Advantage Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am Jude Swisher. That's Sam Herring. That's Rick Durso. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Signing out. See you guys. Thank you.